This is the best Christmas tip I have ever heard. You know when you do that Christmas family portrait? Put the boyfriends and the girlfriends on the sides of the picture. Put a little space between them and your child in case you need to cut them out later. Oh, nice. Then you still have your family photo intact at the end of the day. It's easier to Photoshop them out. How have we not thought of this before? I came from a family with nine siblings, and there were so many boyfriends, girlfriends came and went. You look back over the old photos, I don't even remember the, half of their names. Maybe you could take it a step further and have them hold. Dotted line. Dotted line. That you cut around. <laughs> so then you can have the cut marks there too. Uh, Mr. Hussey, <laughs> why am I holding this dotted line? Just stand still. You might be cut out of the picture someday. Yeah, we don't have high hopes for you, son. <laughs> Mornings with Matt and Fatty. Do you feel shame about overeating over the holidays? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Well, I'm here to suggest that you shouldn't because the stress of feeling the shame or feeling like that food is bad might actually end in you gaining more weight than eating the food itself. New research came out that said worrying about the pumpkin pie is worse for you than actually eating the pumpkin pie and being happy about it. I am calling BS. Well, the stress of wanting to eat it and, and the struggle inside increases your cortisol, which can lead to negative health effects, including weight gain. There could be a truth to this. No, there couldn't. Don't even call it a cheat month. Call it an indulgence month. Treat month. Dumb. Enjoy it stress-free. Eating bad over the holidays results in minimal weight gain. What study are you reading? You're not reading the study that my scale publishes every week. <laughs> Consult your doctor for any health-related things. Don't listen to stupid radio studies. So I say just eat what you want for a month and enjoy it. <laughs> Mornings with Matt and Fatty. The makers of Elf on a Shelf have raked in millions. It's a Christmas tradition. They hit the jackpot. But local politicians should be making money off of a similar idea. I agree completely. For example, Central Huron Mayor Jim Ginn, great dude. Jim on the rim. He sits on the rim of the toilet, and when you go to sit down at night, he lifts it up, and you end up sitting on the cold, wet rim. Godrich Mayor Grace. Grace in your face. Yeah, he gets that mustache in your face. Irritates your skin a little bit. Yeah. Blue Water Mayor Paul Klopp. Klopp with a mop. He cleans up the water. Water left over from the ice at the Bayfield Arena. Very useful. A bassinet in your bassinet. Yeah, Goddard's counselor, Trevor Bassinet. Put it right beside your baby and he makes sure your baby grows up to love hockey. He builds an ice rink right in the bassinet. Oh, beautiful. We can even go federal with this. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau could have Trudeau on a window. He sits on the windowsill, <laughs> does a lot of yoga poses, and he ignores indigenous rights. Conservative leader Andrew Shear, Shear in your beer. It makes your beer just the way you want it. Boring and flavorless. Just mm. like Andrew Shear. Yeah, reminding you not to drink so much during the holidays. Former Premier Kathleen Wynne as well. She has a win on the gin. She's just passed out in an alley with a bottle of beef eater. Is that where she went? That's where she went. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. Premier Doug Ford. Ford on a cord. Here's how it works. You wear it around your neck, uh, but he's there to remind you to spend wisely this Christmas because you're not getting a wage hike come January. Minimum wage hike not happening. And if you're really quiet and if you're really well-behaved, kids, you can hear Ford on a cord say, Hi, friends! Mornings with Matt and Fatty. Country singers. They need to release more Christmas albums. They should. And we got the titles for you. These are just gimmies. They're gimmies like Oh Come All Ye Faith Hill by yes. Faith Hill. Yeah, Faith Hill and Tim McGraw. How could you not have come up with that by now or have a Holly Dolly Christmas? Easy money. I'm sure Dolly's done that, right? Shania Twain should have Twain the night before Christmas. 
Yeah. Easy, dude. Or Chesney roasting on an open fire. <laughs> how, how could he not, not have done that by he now? He could partner with Kenny Rogers for Kenny Rogers Roasters. He had that rotisserie chicken. Is that place still open? Is there still Kenny Rogers Roasters in the world? Not in Canada. No, man. Oh, that cornbread was good. It was tasty. Candy Cane Brown. Nice. nice. That'd be a great Christmas album. Jingle Bellum by Lady Antebellum. Nice. Yes. Have a Carrie Christmas. Carrie Underwood. Or Keith Urban. He could have a song for the Grinch. Red ain't your color. Oh, that's sweet. Or achy breaky bank account by Barely Ray Cyrus. We can all relate. Or Miranda Lambert. She missed the chance to do I Saw Blake Shelton Kissing Gwen Stefani. Ooh. Ooh. Too soon. Mornings with Matt and Fatty. So Canada Post yesterday was saying there's 6 million parcels backlogged waiting for delivery for this Christmas. And they were saying it's because of five weeks of rotating strikes from Canada Post workers. The workers responded. The union responded saying, "Mm -mm, it's because of your poor organization, Canada Post. So Matt and I are going to have a little good old-fashioned postal strike smackdown. Matt, you're so dumb. You send your mother Christmas cards with expired stamps. You're so dumb, you would ship your fine china without a fragile label. Your mama's so hairy, she needs to overnight her razor blade. Yeah, well, your postal code is NOG2YH. No one goes to your house because you're boring. You're mean. Oh, Matt, you're so dumb, you paid for shipping using your tramp stamp. Oh, this is getting... Your wife places orders online so she can have a real package. Oh, Matt, your mama's so dumb, she thought Superman was airmail. Oh, now you're just UPSing me off. Crickets. Mornings with Matt and Fatty. You gotta save us from these hipsters. Now they're reinventing the nativity scene, Fatty. How do you reinvent the nativity scene? Well, you put a solar panel on top of the stable for one. (laughs) Hipsters ruin everything. Then you have a Joseph with his trendy boots and his rolled up pants and shirt. Tell me he has a nice beard. Oh, he's got the beard. It's well manicured. And a man bun and a cell phone taken. (laughs) Joseph has a man bun, nice. And a cell phone taken, a selfie of he and... Mary. But is it a retro cell phone? Is it one of those old Nokias because he's not selling out and buying an Apple? I don't know. It looks like maybe a larger Samsung. Oh, okay. Tablet-like phone. He's an Android user. Mary's giving the peace sign while holding her Starbucks. Meanwhile, the three wise men are actually three Amazon delivery guys. Nice. With boxes. Yeah, you don't want you want to buy in a group. You don't you don't don't want to pay individual shipping on Amazon. The the cow is eating gluten-free grains. Of course. And kale with a hundred percent organic sticker on the cow's rear end. It has to be certified organic. All they're missing is the goat yoga. Mornings with my- if hipsters can take over the nativity scene, so can Huron County. And of course, if Jesus is going to be born anywhere, it has to be in Huron County's favorite town. Say it with me. Carlo. Carlo. Yes. Jesus is from Carlo. Joseph could be from Nile, just up the road there. Maybe Mary's from Dungan and they met at the plowing match. Possibly. Match made in heaven. We probably need a few wind turbines in there. Yes, in of the course. Background. No, there has to be wind turbines. Lots of red lights. Kathleen Wynn rubbing her hands together. Yes. Yeah. The three wise men stagger all the way from the boot and Blyeth. After a night of reveling, uh, bring gifts of gold slagger, fosters, and local craft myrrh. That sounds like something that would happen in Huron County. And they don't find 
follow the star. They follow the first plow out of Blyeth. The first plow, the northern plow. <laughs> and Jesus, of course, would perform his very first miracle as a baby. He would turn water into ice at the Bayfield Arena. Oh, yes. The cow in the scene is a two-headed calf. Yes, very Huron County. Like at the museum. Very Huron County. And maybe rather than being born in a manger, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph were staying at a vacant store in Godrich's Suncoast Mall. Oh, <laughs> or or the little drummer boys. It's not a drummer boy, but a bagpiper from the Celtic Blue Highlanders. Oh, great Huron County bagpiping. Yeah. Game. Yeah, very much. Oh, we could totally localize the nativity. Genius. And please don't call us with any letters. This is all satire. We are joking and we respect the nativity. Mornings with Matt and Fatty. You watched a Christmas movie this weekend that really bummed you out. Michael Keaton is in it. It's messed up. Dark as hell. You got watching Jack Frost this weekend. So here's what happens. There's Michael Keaton is the the loving father, beautiful family. You learn that he's in this rock band and they're just about to be signed by this record label and things are going great. And then all of a sudden he gets in a car accident and dies. <laughs> For like <laughs> first five minutes, it's like up. Yeah. <laughs> like first five minutes are super melodramatic. No kidding. He's about to have his dreams come true. Finally getting a second crack at his dream of being a rock star. Cuts to a year later, the kid's depressed because he lost his dad and he comes back as this snowman. Right. His dad. Is this a comedy? Am I supposed to take this seriously that he's having these meaningful conversations with his dad slash bad CGI snowman? It's just so absurd. The snowman who has the voice of Batman yeah. as on top of it all. It's just messed up. Like most movies that involve tragedy, of course there's a happy ending at the end. I'm, I'm guessing that the snowman becomes a real man and the kid gets his dad back, right? No, he melts. My kids were messed up for years. Mornings with Matt and Fatty. My mom is the most positive person. I'm you, sorry. You Being around positive people is exhausting. No, it's not. Stop smiling. You used to always tell us kids that our words were powerful. This was her motto. You speak life to people, not death. You give them compliments. Lift them up. Your mom has not been to a hockey game. No. You don't show positivity at a Wingham Ironman game. Oh, uh, well, she never was a hockey mom. No, fair enough. Okay. Boo! <laughs> we become often what we feel. We become what we're told we are, which leads to my theory that the Grinch, he didn't really dislike Christmas. He didn't like people. Everybody was mean to him. Everyone was mean to him. And, and in the cartoon, almost every five minutes, the narrator comes in, Thurl Ravenscroft, the singer... The singing narrator basically tells him he's a piece of garbage every five to ten minutes. More or less. But he gets creative with it, too. You're a monster, Mr. Grinch. Your heart's an empty hole. That's just the beginning of it. He says he's cuddly as a cactus. He's charming as a eel. He's a bad banana with a greasy black peel. Comes in and says his brain's full of spiders. He's got termites in his soul. At one point, he says your mom shops at Byway and you dress in thrift clothing. Just says all these crazy things. It says he's literally full of gunk. Then he goes for the juggler vein and calls him an appalling dump heap overflowing with the most disgraceful assortment of deplorable rubbish, imaginable, mangled up and tangled up knots. One sentence. I thought that was a Trump tweet. He said that too. It was in all caps, I think. And it ended with sad. Overdoing the insults, so aren't we at this a point? A little bit. I blame the way he was treated. You blame the kids. Yeah. Or maybe it's the parents. Kids or the you parents. You blame the parents of the kids. Yeah. For not raising their kids right. Yeah. 
Be more like Matt's mom. Be positive. Be positive. Give the Grinch some positive reinforcement. See, I get the Grinch, man. As I get older, I want to move away to somewhere secluded with my dog. Yeah. And just hang out and criticize other people from a distance. Right. Maybe hop on Twitter every once in a while. Isn't the Grinch just all of us on Facebook? Tweet something really politically divisive. Yeah. I get the Grinch now. I get it. I totally get it. Mornings with Matt and Fatty. I used to love watching that Rudolph animated cartoon from 1964. They still play it, but it's got a lot of problems. It has not aged well. Basically, the lesson you learn in it is that people are garbage until they need something from you. Santa, when he first sees the nose, freaks out like, Whoa, we can't have a reindeer around here with a nose like that. You should be ashamed of yourself. It's unnatural. We need to send you to a red nose conversion camp. Poor little elf that wants to be a dentist. All of a sudden, they love him at the end, though, when he can fix the abominable snowman's tooth. And all of a sudden, they love the abominable snowman when they realize, oh, he can put stuff on the top of the trees. They need to remake that movie, seriously. A millennial version. Everybody just accepts everybody. There's a spectrum of people. Rudolph falls somewhere on that spectrum, but we love him even though he's different. Rudolph, if he were a millennial, good luck flying in the dark, Santa. Now you need me? Yeah, I have workers' rights, you know, and then he would have called the province. Then Santa would have gone out of business. Big chain market took over the company, gutted all the good management, and started paying workers minimum wage. This is getting too real. The moral is be kind and take advantage of people when they're useful to you. Mornings with Matt and Fatty. 1964 Rudolph Christmas special. It just doesn't hold up on so many levels. Fairly sexist. Right off the top, it appears like Mrs. Claus is just there to bring Santa baked goods. Yeah. She's coming out of the kitchen. She's and, feeding him the whole let time. Me, let me fatten you up, Santa. Like, that's like her job. She's putting Percocets in his cookies. He's addicted. She's keeping him on a chain. <laughs> and when Donner goes to look for Rudolph, when Rudolph runs off, the narrator says this, well, Mrs. Donner wanted to go along, too, but Donner said no. This she, is man's work. Her name's Mrs. Donner. She doesn't even have her own name. When they do actually set out to go, Clarice almost gets eaten by the abominable snowman, as if to say, well, we told you so. Women shouldn't be out on expeditions like this. And then the narrator says, the best thing to do is to get the women back to Christmas Town. Get the women back. Only the men can protect them. I think all the male figures in this old classic would be in the Me Too movement. Yeah, I think the movie was produced by Harvey Weinstein. Somebody needs to make a new Rudolph, market it to the millennials, have a whole bunch of acceptance and love, and they all eat avocado toast at the end. Mornings with Matt and Fatty. A UK mall had to apologize to its customers for an X-rated Christmas display. Here's the scene. A male polar bear standing up, female polar bear in the front. So let's just say it looks like they're having an adult hug or a cub-making opportunity. Or they're going full-on National Geographic. They're having sexual intercourse. Yes. That didn't require the air coats. So, of course, all the filthy-minded customers, they all thought the same thing. The mall had to apologize. They shouldn't have to apologize for their customers' dirty minds. No. The person who set it up was kind of sick because the polar bear that was standing up, the guy polar bear, I guess, in this situation, he had his polar bear hands on the rump of the female in front of him. They had to have known. Everyone thought the same thing. But the best part of the whole display was the brown brown bear at the side. Oh, yeah. Who looked like he was kind of peeking in. He wasn't really part of the display. He was kind of at the side, but he looked like a voyeuristic brown bear kind of peeking through the curtains. Eyes wide open. Ooh, the polar sex press. Yeah. Talk about global warming. Ooh, there's global hotness. Mornings with Matt and Fatty. People tend to over-explain 
when they're declining an invitation. You yeah. know someone's faking it when they just go on and on about why they can't come to your party? I have a doctor's appointment, but the doctor's in Hanover. He can only take appointments during the time your party is running. And also, he insists that I can't wear a cocktail dress that night. Yeah, yeah. too much information. You're going to the Smith's party, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Worried that the Facebook photos are going to come out, revealing that you were at the other event? Is that a worry that social people have? Us people that go out have these worries. So this etiquette expert is saying, you know, say something simple like, thank you for thinking of me. I would love to be there, but can't. Can't argue with that. It is not possible for me to attend. Easy peasy. Or you could just go full high school. Something suddenly came up. Here's the one I do. Oh, too bad for me. I'm going to be missing out on all the fun. Then it's a compliment to them. Then they see an Instagram post from my <laughs> daughter of me vegging out watching Netflix on the couch or something. You at another party that's like right next door. <laughs> Mornings with Matt and Fatty. How does an app get onto an app store? Call Santa Claus New 2018. Santa voices loaded up into the app. Santa's supposed to say things like, oh, you've been a good boy. Do you want some toys? Ho, what do ho, you ho. want for Christmas this year? Why does he always have a deep, weird voice? Because he's Santa and he loves everybody. Because the North Pole has frosted over my vocal cords. Except the Santa in that Rudolph cartoon. He's kind of nasty. Yeah, he's kind of racist, too. Yeah. <laughs> I won't have anyone with a red nose uh, working for me. Yeah. You should be ashamed of yourself. Go back to Massachusetts. You load up the app and it makes a fake phone call. This voice that comes in sounds like someone who smoked two packs of cigarettes a day. In five nights, if you're free, I'll look for you and I will find you and I will kill you. <laughs> sounds like Liam Neeson from <laughs> yeah, the Taken does. movies. It does. I have a very particular set of skills. I will find you. I will hunt you down and I will kill you. They have removed the app. Rest assured, your kids will be safe from the evil demon known as Santa Claus. Was it Santa or... Could it be Satan? Satan. That's yes. something more Satan would do. That's scary. All you have to do is put that N in the middle of Santa at the end instead of in the middle. Satan. Mornings with Matt and Fatty. I've noticed something. I've been to a few family gatherings and a few Christmas parties and conversation has really changed. Used to be you go up to someone and say, hey, how are you doing? And then they would tell you what happened through maybe their entire year. You'd have all these great stories and such. Now I find it's like, oh, I, I saw you on Facebook. I, you went down to the beach there and you took a bunch of pictures there and then you did this and this and this. And you don't even get a chance to bring up your own life anymore. That's your own fault, though, for being on Facebook. It's a strange dynamic. It gives you maybe less to talk about at family gatherings because everyone's already in the loop. That's why the good Lord invented gossip. Yeah. Did you hear Molly got pregnant by her boy? They've only been dating three months. Yeah. It's true. You have to go outside of yourself now because everyone's already knows what's going on in your life. And that's why the good Lord invented alcohol as social lubricant to make those weird family conversations just a little easier. Yeah. Why'd you pick that shirt? Mornings with Matt and Fatty. I saw this out in the wild. I was absolutely shocked. It was a woman at a Cinnabon. So, okay, Cinnabon, if you don't know, they sell cinnamon rolls. You can smell them from a mile away. Oh, yeah, they suck you right in as soon as you enter the mall. And you gotta buy the little icing packet for an extra 87 cents. Smother with icing. <sighs> Saw someone eat their way to the center. Can we all agree the center 
is the end result. It's what you're unwinding all that goodness for, to get to that center with all the cinnamon and the icing and that last bite. The reason you start is to get to the end. Saw someone throw out the middle of the Cinnabon. The middle. That's the whole point of the Cinnabon. Dude, what the... What the actual... Was that all about? That is messed up. Yeah. I'm, fi- I'm finding as I get older, the pizza crust is more appealing. Yeah, you were saying this, and I was thinking that too. What, what was it about being a kid that made you resist the crust? The crust is just poorly used real estate. Yeah. It's just like there, there's sauce and cheese, and it's like the whole pizza is this cheesy, carby goodness. Yeah. And then the crust is just like they got left out. They're like the... The big kid in school gets picked last for the baseball team. I know. It's, uh, I feel bad for the crust. Even on bread, though, I mean, the crust is kind of the good part. That's but I, that, the crispy part that maybe has some of the oils in it, too. So yeah, it's yeah, tasty. Yeah. And then you can use the crust to dip in the other stuff as well. You get the little dipping sauces with your pizza. You learn to appreciate as you're older the crust. Yeah. The middle part of the pizza, great, too. But the crust has its own unique flavor. I think it's a time thing. It's just hard to get kids to sit down and eat. So I think they think they're saving time by pulling off that crust. They want to get back to their toy or, or their Paw Patrol. I don't think they actually dislike it. They just want to get that sandwich over with so they can move on to something else. They're looking at their Casio watch being like, ooh, I've invested too much time in this pizza. Better get back to Paw Patrol. Better leave the crust. Because if kids are good at anything, it's time management. We all agree. Yes. Mornings with Matt and Fatty. Bunch of thefts of parcels in Godrich. Finding the mail left on the porch. That package you might have ordered for Christmas and they're snagging it. They're stealing it. This is why we support buying local. Say you're ordering something or say maybe you just want to get back at those thieves. A little bit of uh, malice. Save the boxes. Put all that crap in your house that you've been wanting to get rid of anyway. Old banana peels. The clutter. Yeah, compost. Save up your doggy bags, perhaps. Yes. Enough of us do this. We leave them out right where they'll steal them. They open these packages. We'll never go back there again. And especially if you can rig it in a way so where you open the box, but the the poo and the dog bag kind of comes out with it. This is next level stuff. Kevin McAllister never even thought of this stuff. No, sir. Eh, He might have thought. He threw bricks at people. He was old school. He was good. The Home Alone movies. Trash. Put it in a box on your stoop. Dog poo is ideal. Leave it for the thieves. Or you could do what Kevin McAllister does. Get an old paint can and a rope tied to that box. They go to grab the box. Paint can hits them in the face. Meanwhile, you've iced the stairs. And also when you do that, hire a lawyer because you'll need one. Mornings with Matt and Fatty. Officers in the local area had some calls of people stealing boxes off of people's porches. Porch pirates. Yeah, in the town of Goderich, people vandalizing mailboxes, stealing packages off porches. There has been four cases this week of vandalism to mailboxes. But a fairly new phenomenon with all this online shopping craze, a lot of packages being left on porches, a lot of opportunity for theft. Well, we were trying to think this morning when we wanted to talk about this. What do we call these people? A patio perpetrator. Deck demons. A stoop swiper. Man cave muggers. A terrorist trespasser. Gazebo grabber. The backdoor burglars. Yeah. These people are nasty, no matter what you call them. Mornings with Matt and Fatty. You're going to be seeing some more ride programs around for the holidays. There's a lot of Christmas parties going on. You want everyone to be safe out there on the roads. I always love it when I see the ride programs out there because you know that there's not people out on the roads drunk. Yeah, Matt loves the ride programs. It's like a kid pulling up to Disneyland. It's like, is that a ride stop, Dad? A couple years ago, you were pulled through a ride stop. Shows the importance of punctuation. The officer stops me and says, have you been drinking tonight? And I said, nervously, "Uh, no thanks. I wasn't offering you a drink, son. You're high on the weed, aren't you? I wasn't offering. (laughs) But what I really meant to say was no, period. Thanks for all your hard work. 
That's really what I meant. <laughs> what I meant was thank you for your service, officer. Yeah, yeah. But it all came out. No, no thanks. Would have been worse if your punctuation was a question mark. Have you been drinking? No. no? Thanks? No. I don't think so. Be honest. Please know when you're trash. Just don't drink if you're going to be driving. Mornings with Matt and Fatty. Some radio stations have stopped playing Baby It's Cold Outside. I've always heard this song and thought, it's kind of bizarre. He offers her a drink. She doesn't know what's in the drink. Then he locks the door. Literally locking the door and swallowing the key. I swallowed the key. Isn't that messed up? Psycho nonsense. Definitely outdated. We thought we'd maybe give a crack at updating this song. I'm going to try. I really can't stay. Maybe I'm fine with that. I've got to go away. Oh, baby, I'm cool with that. This evening has been. Been hoping you get home safe. I'm glad you had a really good time. My mother will start. We'll call her so she knows that you're coming. My father will be pacing. Better get your car a humming. That's a better version. That's a way better version. Look he's like, you. yeah, for sure. He's helping her out. He's he's helping her feel safe. He's helping her get home safely. And so her parents aren't worried. And he's not drugging her. Much more appropriate. We can all agree with getting a girl home safely. Mornings with Matt and Fatty. Why do we get a certain sense of enjoyment of watching kids on Santa's knees freaking out and crying? And <laughs> What is up with parents wanting that snapshot of this horrible memory for kids? <laughs> I'm not a dad. Is this something parents understand that I don't? It's, it's kind of cute. Uh, it's momentary sadness for the child, I guess. It's hard to get a good kid shot as is, but getting a good kid shot on the knee of a stranger, naturally they are going to be a little bit terrified. We've got some great local samples. Santa. They look authentic. They have the real beard. Santa at the breakfast with Santa. He's got nice eyes. He's very friendly, very are you, inviting. Are you coming on to this Santa? Well, you know, he's just, he's authentic. He looks like the real deal. When it gets into the fake beard and the makeup and the rosy cheeks, at this point, it's creepy clown territory. All that weird clothing. He's got a bunch of elves. And then you're waiting like an hour and a half in line to meet the guy. And the kid's getting hungry and irritable. Mommy wants to get this photo. Mornings with Matt and Fatty. Christmas tree trend going around. The black Christmas tree. Is this a trend? Because I don't know a single person with a black Christmas tree. Well, because it's trends take a while to catch on, Fatty. <laughs> Two people have it now, <laughs> but it's, soon it'll be three and then five, and that'll be a trend. You were knocking me because I was saying I don't like the black Christmas tree simply because I like bringing the green in the house. This is kind of why we do the Christmas tree. We bring the green in the house to remind us that spring is on the way. Goes back to this whole solstice tradition. Days are just going to get longer and longer. And next thing you know, we'll see the green outside. That's why we bring the green inside to remind us that there's hope. You are so full of crap. I'm calling BS right now. You do not bring in the Christmas tree for Christmas. I know you don't sit your family around the tree and be like, the tree's in the house so we can remember what spring is going to be like after the cold season. You don't do that. You do it because you were raised with Christmas. Everybody has a tree and you do the tree. You put the presents under the tree. No. I'm calling BS on you being like, it's tradition to remember what the warm season's like. You're totally wrong. That's why we don't have a fake tree. We bring in the real tree because you want that smell of the outside, for one, and the color from the outside. You want- and, and I guess you could say it's BS because we do bring in evergreen trees, which actually do keep their leaves during the winter. But And they lose their needles 
inside, floor. inside your house because you're not watering it properly. <laughs> you, you don't bring you don't bring in a live tree to appreciate nature. You plant a tree and grow it to appreciate nature. You don't cut it down. But I do love Star Wars. And back to the black tree. Yeah. I, I did see someone use one of these black trees and put a Darth Vader head on top of the tree. <laughs> so that's kind of cool. That is pretty cool. Other than that, I mean, the green's nice. Your pine cones are weak, old man. I'm sucking in the carbon dioxide. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling. I'm calling BS though on this whole like we bring in the tree to remember. No, that's why we do it. Who are you to judge why I bring a tree in the house? You are such a frou frou BS man. Mornings with Matt and Fatty. So the OPP are out with a new campaign. They're refreshing their lock it or lose it campaign ahead of the holiday season. They're going to be going around to shopping malls, to parking lots, and they're going to be checking cars to see if they're unlocked. They're going to be testing out the handle. If your car is unlocked, you're going to see a little note on your windshield. They're going to leave you what looks like a ticket. It's not a ticket, but it's going to be a warning from the OPP saying, hey, your car was unlocked. A thief could have gone in here and stolen all your crap. Yeah. So lock up your car, buddy. That's a great idea. Usually the OPP has like a little rhyme arrive alive or if there's snow go slow is there a rhyme for this i guess lock it or lose it's not too bad but it doesn't rhyme this whole message about uh locking your doors locking your cars just isn't getting out there i think they need a good rhyme yeah especially around christmas time you don't want thieves stealing all those goodies under your tree if your car is unlocked and your items get stolen you'll get a kick in the colon that's good that'll that hits home yeah lock your auto should be your theft control motto. Oh, that's a good one. Listener Sandra says, if you're going to stock it up, lock it up. Lock your vehicle. Theft is beatable. Don't give thieves probable cause to ruin your visit from Santa Claus. Oh, that's good. Christmas related too. Push the button or you'll have nothing. Lock your ride for a happy Yuletide. <laughs> Don't let them steal. Lock your wheels. Lock your truck, you... What rhymes with truck? What's oh, a what's a no, you can't say it on this show. You you know what? You can fill in your own word that rhymes with truck. Make sure you lock your vehicle if you're doing your Christmas shopping. You don't want to have to call the OPP and say they stole all my toys. Mornings with Matt and Fatty. A woman had a dream, like so many of us do, to have a little hobby farm with some animals, maybe a cow and a sheep couple of geese stop there this is where she went wrong she got the geese they're they're unpredictable there's a reason when you're irate people say oh what's got your goose not the most delightful animals the d-bag of the animal kingdom so this has to be the funniest thing i've ever seen on one of those facebook classified new home urgent she writes we have a small flock of five geese three males and two females that we need to rehome warning they are arseholes. The two biggest boys are terrifying and have the courage of a rampaging bull. So if you have a big family and a huge oven, I would suggest the two big ones make it a very Merry Christmas. Yeah, have some Christmas goose, man. They're so desperate to get rid of these geese. Please come and get them. She's begging someone to come and get them. Asking 50 bucks and a bottle of scotch for recovery purposes. Very cool. (laughs) Mornings with Matt and Fatty. 
Christmas wrapping. Did it last night. The trick is to just completely wrap the gift in the paper and use as much tape as possible just to make sure the gift is entirely covered. Typically, the wrapping is 50% moving the cat, 20% looking for the tape that was just in your hand, 20% looking for the scissors you just used, and then the other 10% wrapping the actual presents. We used to wrap the presents Christmas Eve, and we finally realized this was the worst thing to do. Stupid. By the time you get the kids to bed, just wired because they're so excited for Santa coming. Two in the morning. You've had a few drinks. Way, way too tired. We wouldn't get to bed till three. Of course, the kids are up at five. Not enough sleep to enjoy the next morning's festivities. What is wrong with you? In what world did you think this was a good idea? Uh, We just thought that was what you're supposed to do for years. And then we're thinking, well, why don't we just tell the kids to go out and toboggan or something and we'll get it all done two weeks before. Yeah. Way better idea. Most of our listeners involve wine in the festivities too. Christmas Eve, Christmas movies, and wine. Rum and eggnog for another listener. Yes. In the laundry room. That's really secretive and weird. Gotta do it in secret. Someone said, thank heaven for gift bags. Now that's smart. Yeah. This year I'm wrapping the gifts and it's going to be poor, but it's going to be done. You wrap while you wrap too, don't you? Yeah. I look a hip hop, a hippie, a hippie dippy, hip, hip hop, and you don't stop. Shut up. Where's the tape? The country station. (laughs) Mornings with Matt and Fatty. So on the heels of Clamdy Canes, the clam candy canes. That's a real thing somebody invented with rave reviews. Same company. They just released mac and cheese candy canes. Brutal. Mm. No, stop saying mm. When I first heard about this, I thought to myself, is Santa mad at us? I think if there's lots of sugar in these things, sweet things and cheese go well together. Mm. I- I'm on board for this. This is like comfort food flavored comfort food candy and the sweetness mixed with the mac and cheese flavor. I'm all for it. The only thing they could do, a little ketchup flavor in oh, there Oh, you put too. ketchup on your mac and yeah, cheese. Yeah. You're one of those guys. It's the only way to eat it. I'm gagging just thinking about it. Does it count as a meal? Sure. Okay, then I'm on board. Mornings with Matt and Fatty. On the heels of mac and cheese candy canes and clamdy canes, clam flavored canes, yeah, comes rotisserie chicken candy canes. I can get on board with this. It's not, not too bad, eh? I don't know if I want my chicken to be sweet, though. Yeah, I want it to be sweet. Have you ever had, like, candied chicken with, like, a candy coat? It's good. It's good. Yeah, you're, you're right, actually. You know, and, like, can... the chicken when you mix it with the cranberry sauce at Thanksgiving, it's Or, good. like, you dip your nuggets in, like, the honey sauce. Yes, yes. So, actually, this maybe does make a little bit of sense. Yes, totally. Yeah, some of the reviews are coming in. People are saying, tastes like chicken. Tastes like chicken. Yeah. And it comes with, like, a gravy-flavored candy cane. And some cranberry fl- sauce flavored candy cane. Oh, and like, a biscuit flavored candy cane. Like a Thanksgiving meal pack. That's what they ought to do, dude. Oh, that this is our retirement package. We uh, just invented. Yeah. We're millionaires now. Put it all in there. Mashed potato candy canes. Oh my goodness. Squash candy canes. A stuffing flavored candy cane. Christmas is going to be good this year. Mornings with Matt and Fatty. So a woman's choice of Christmas decorations causing some tension in one neighborhood. Why? What was wrong with these decorations? Well, she has a bunch of these inflatables, except they're dragons. Oh, okay. I thought you were going with a different kind of inflatable. (laughs) The kind that's supposed to stay inside, if you know what I mean. I'm talking about sex dolls. Sex dolls is what I'm talking about. Why would your brain go there? Because you said inflatable and I have an internet connection. Okay. Dragons. So she puts these up at Halloween. And then she kind of Christmases them up toward Christmas. Christmas dragons. Christmas dragons. Fair enough, man. We have flying reindeer. I'll take dragons. Exactly. It's not that bad of a thing. But this 
neighbor of hers, wrote her a note. Your dragon display is only marginally acceptable at Halloween. I like your impression of this lady. But Keep going. It's totally inappropriate at Christmas. It makes your neighbors wonder if you're involved in a demonic cult. Ooh, she brought. Could it be Satan? <laughs> she brought Satan into it. <laughs> what does the neighbor do? She puts up more dragons. Yes. That's metal. <laughs> She's putting up more dragons for Christmas. And then she responded by saying, isn't Christmas supposed to be about the joy of the birth of Christ and spreading joy and kindness around? And she had a good point there. What's his neighbor getting all uptight about these dragons in her yard? Because reindeer and polar bears are indigenous to Bethlehem? Like... People celebrate Christmas in so many different ways. Are there any bears in Israel? I've never thought about this. I don't think so. I'll have to do some research there. But, but yeah. I mean, <laughs> Christmas imagery is so broad. You know, dragons can be part of it too. Why not? There's, there's Why not dragons? Why not the Christmas dragons? Mornings with Matt and Fatty. Every once in a while, you need to buy a new vacuum. That's yeah. what I'm in the market for right now. I need a hand vacuum for the pet hair. So you're going to treat yourself to a vacuum for Christmas for I'm, yourself? I'm looking. Yeah, I'm looking. I don't want to get one until I find the perfect one. Like, you don't just buy any car. You want to find one that fits your needs, is the right price, everything you want it to do, because it's 2018, Matthew. I you know a there's vacuum. a vacuum out there for you. Feel this emptiness inside without it. A vacuum inside? If you're a single lady or man, you're just looking for that soulmate. <laughs> you're looking for that person who compliments you perfectly maybe comes with wi-fi you know what i'm talking about i can't imagine buying myself a vacuum for christmas or someone else a vacuum have you ever bought your wife a vacuum for christmas not for christmas don't no. do it you will find a vacuum no matter what vacuum though you find i mean that's a gift that sucks shame on you mornings with matt and fatty you were making fun of me a couple weeks ago when i spent money on a cutting board and I was so excited the older you get the more practical the thing is the more excited you get about it and when you're a young person not to say your toys are useless but like new phone new laptop those are great things but those are things we can kind of all enjoy it's the little practical things having a stud finder that can detect wood and steel a vacuum is what I've been looking at all I've heard about all week you're like the shrimp guy in Forrest Gump Bubba, Bubba. oh there's vacuums for this man there's vacuums for that and I looked at this vacuum and that vacuum and this vacuum. I'm like, you're unusually excited about a vacuum. I've been doing a lot of vacuum research. Every flyer that's come out the last <laughs> few weeks, I'm like, vacuum? And then the one I wanted is on sale this week. I'm going right after work, man. This better be in stock. There's going to be an excited <laughs> bald guy buying a vacuum at He's your so today. excited. And I realize I'm about a 7.6 on the old man scale now. Yep. Mornings with Matt and Fatty. I worked in retail for about 15 to 20 years, so I've, I've heard all the jokes. Uh, jokes like if I'm sweeping the floor, usually some older gentleman would come up and whisper, don't let your wife see you doing that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not sexist at all. No. Thanks for the great comment, <laughs> sexist old man. If something isn't scanning on the first try, I guess it's free if it's not scanning. Uh, <laughs> Can I get you anything else? Yeah, a million dollars. How was everything? Pointing at their empty plate. It was terrible. <laughs> uh, I ate the whole thing. You didn't even give me anything. <laughs> when your burger takes too long. What, did you have to kill a cow back there? <laughs> <laughs> Since dinner's taken too long, is it free? Oh, God. Be nice to retail staff. They want to help you. And you being nice will help them help you. Mornings with Matt and Fatty. 
Organizers of an event are apologizing after an absolute disgrace of a Santa Claus. Get this. Fire alarms went off. He ripped off part of his costume. Then he started yelling at the children to get the f*** out. There was a fire alarm. What else is this Santa supposed to do? You have to communicate the seriousness of a fire. Kids, get the f*** out. He's not going to be like, ho, 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 time to go, kids. The building's on fire. He's going to be like, ho, 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 holy the building's on fire. <laughs> I'm on Santa's side here because whatever you have to do to get those kids out, I'd be doing. Kids, um, move your asses. I think Santa did the right thing here. No one else was taking the fire alarm seriously. Sometimes you have to take things into your own hands. I hope he keeps his job for saving all those kids. Even if there's some bad words coming out of his chimney. Ho, ho, ho. Uh. Mornings with Matt and Fatty. If you're a December baby like myself, I used to think we had it bad. We're always competing with Christmas, our birthday. You get the Christmas birthday slash gift. Not worth any more either, usually. And you have that face thing. Yeah, that too. You're last picked on the team because you're the runt. You're yeah. a year younger because you started school a year earlier. Then your confidence level is low as well because you're the last picked on the team. And you're the smallest one in the class. And then you end up with <laughs> three kids broke working in radio. It's just, it's the classic December baby story. But we're freaks. We're more likely to live past 100. We have lower risk of cardiovascular disease. We're more likely to be left-handed. Not sure if that's a good thing. Thing, but it's cool. More likely to be sick free. We're also a lot nicer, according to studies. We complain less and we're less irritable. So there's something to be thankful for. This is true. I'm not irritable. Sure. I'm not irritable, fatty. Yeah, okay. No, yeah. Stop lying. Stop shouting. Stop shouting. Ow, he's hitting me. Mornings with Matt and Fatty. I've been to many a holiday party. Call it a Christmas party. A Christmas party. Christmas work party. Do we like going to these things? It depends who's paying. Yeah. New surveys out saying, here's the things we like about the work party. Of course, the uh, free food and drinks, spending time with coworkers and getting in the holiday spirit. So there's some positives. The least thing we like is feeling obligated to attend. Small talk and the social setting with superiors can sometimes be awkward. Here's some surprising things. One in four have done something they regret at a work party. Drinking too much, staring you, down your coworker's blouse. Uh, Man or woman. You got to be careful, right? You got to work with these people come Monday. Yeah. But to be fair, it was a very low-cut top. People hook up at them, too. 41% know someone who hooked up with another employee. 41% of people hooked up? Yeah. At holiday? Or they know someone who's hooked up at I, a work party. I went to my girlfriend's uh, Christmas party, and I hooked up. Well, you were her date. That's a little different. Yeah, but she works there. One in ten have been reprimanded for their behavior. <laughs> There's always a few, right? Uh, dude, you know it would be Mike Bruff. <laughs> <laughs> Our operations director, Mike Bruff, he would he would be reprimanded for his behavior. Here's the stat I his like. His pants would be off in like oh, 20 minutes. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, that's what maybe why it's never happened. Yeah, that's why it never comes to Goddard. <laughs> 36% witness their boss embarrass themselves. Nice. This is the best one. I'm thinking boss is getting drunk. You're getting the videos. You're getting the pictures. Extra leverage for when you ask for that raise. Hey, boss, I need a raise. And remember that photo I have. Or next time they complain about something you do, you can throw those photos back at them. Just load up your Twitter or Instagram. No, no, no. I'll give you whatever you want. Mornings with Matt and Fatty. There's two words that parents stay away from on Christmas Day. Assembly required. required. 
<laughs> it is a nightmare sometimes. I mean, I love Christmas, don't get me wrong, but gone are the days for me because my kids are older. You're assembling all the toys. And nowadays, too, it is a struggle just to get the basic packaging open. That's a struggle. Then you got to assemble stuff. I once got my youngest son a basketball net, one of those big boxes. And of course, you had to assemble it that day because he's itching to play basketball. And I got into this thing. It must have took four or five hours. And then I get to the end and realized I forgot a step about 10 steps back after I tightened all the bolts. Always oh, an absolute nightmare. In retro respect. You sit down at the end of the night. That was a great day. Even though the day itself can sometimes be a struggle. Up way too early. And then you're trying to assemble a basketball net on three hours sleep. This year, no assembly required. Joy to the world for me this year. Amen. Mornings with Matt and Fatty. We were chatting and we realized we don't know where our underwear comes from. Well, I know where it comes from, but it's not me. Yeah. The last set of underwear I got were from my girlfriend. She bought me some that were really nice. Why is it girlfriend, mom's job, wife's job to get us underwear? That's an absolutely bizarre thing. And I don't think we're the only guys where this is the case. Well, obviously it's because we're dumb. Yeah. That's the obvious answer. Are we just too embarrassed to buy undergarments? We wait for someone else to do it for us? We're just so utilitarian about it. We'll buy like the 12 packs of the Hanes. Yeah. The 12 packs of whatever the Walmart brand is. We'll just buy the crappy stuff that doesn't look good. Doesn't look good on us. No. And maybe the ladies want it to look good on us? Well, yeah. So hang in there, guys. I know they're full of holes. The ones from last year, starting to see a few holes. The socks is socks as well. Holes where there shouldn't be. A fresh supply is coming. It's on the way. Just hold out, guys. Mornings with Matt and Fatty. So we exchanged gifts here, Fatty and I. Fatty got me some beautiful Bluetooth headphones. He saw me struggling at the gym with my regular headphones. Very nice. Thank you. And you got me some underwear. Yeah. You bought me underwear from a lingerie store. I did. I was a little nervous going in, I must say. I've never bought underwear for another guy, and it was a little bit of an awkward experience, shall I say? Yeah, but the salesperson was super nice. Because first of all, I had to admit, it's it's for a guy I know. Your side piece. <laughs> so maybe they even thought I was shopping for myself, but I was too embarrassed to talk about uh, my own junk. Yeah. I got you some of those sacks underwear. Yeah. They have a special pouch for your sack. For your nut sack. <laughs> you had brought up how you would love to have a pair of these. Perfect present, even though it's a little bit awkward. Buying for you, so I'm having to picture you in these things. Yeah, got me a good pair. And then next level awkwardness was picturing you using the inner portion. Will the sack portion be proportional to fatties? And then I had to think, package looks about that size. Yeah. Yeah. So all around a fairly awkward experience. I hope you're happy with your present. I'll send you a photo with me in the underwear. Oh, please. I'll be wearing them this weekend. (laughs) Mornings with Matt and Fatty. Uh, This is kind of our last break before we hit the dusty trail for Christmas. Yes, just want to wish everyone a, a peaceful, beautiful holiday, a safe holiday. Hope you enjoy some great times with your family. Hope you enjoy some great food. Love it up. Love it up. And don't drink and drive. Mm-hmm. Stay in school. Yeah. Don't do drugs unless you get them from the Ontario Cannabis Store, in which case do lots of them. Uh, <laughs> look both ways before you cross the street. Eat your vegetables. And I just want to say happy Christmas to you. Thank Daddy. you very much. Happy Christmas to uh, you. Thanks we, for the underwear. We have had... Uh, thanks for the Bluetooth headphones. You're welcome, buddy. We, we have had an incredible year here at Country 104.9. We had no idea when we launched into this whole country thing 
how big it would get. And we're so thankful. So, so many of you, our listeners, you've embraced the station. You've embraced us. You've been behind everything we've done. And we just want to say a special thank you and a special Merry Christmas to all of you. And you've only minimally made fun of my name, which I appreciate. I know. Back before the country switch, there are so many people saying, Fatty, that's a dumb name. Yeah. Now, that, there's still some, considerably less. All that country love. It's all that country love. We appreciate it. And we love you back. The country won't.